Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mary B. I'm Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve even deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size, where we rediscover the seminal MTV reality show, The Hills. Today we'll be discussing Season 4, Episode 8, Don't Act Innocent Ellipsis. It's back. It's back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Yep. So we did some digging from last week to this week to try and research more about Kimberly from Bolt House. She is sort of an internet mystery. This is going to take a deeper dive. However, we were able to prove that she was an actual Bolt House employee as late as 2010. Um, and something Mare uncovered that may get us some help into figuring some of these things out that I didn't tell you when you uncovered it. Um, Mare uncovered that Jose Andres is part of the SBE group now. Yep. And one of my old friends from high school, Andy Myers, is now head of Jose Andres' oh, no, wine. Andy. Well, yeah. Yeah. He's head of his wine program. Yeah. So maybe that could be an end to Also um, an SBE partner, Lenny Kravitz. Oh, good to know. But mm-hmm. um, maybe um, I can reach out to Andy and possibly find out like some of these answers. <laughs> hey, Andy, who's Kimberly? <laughs> <laughs> We also want to let you guys know that we will be taking just a week off. I'm actually going on vacation with my man, and that's worth taking a week off for. So, just and one. And where are you going? So, we're going to a wedding in Manhattan, and then we're going to Montauk. Oh, I thought this was when you were going to L.A. No, I'm going to L.A. But that's not until June. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, never mind then. I'll have plenty of house cleaning <laughs> when I go to L.A. <laughs> I can't wait for that trip. Diana, if you're listening, you're going to do a lot of hill stuff with me. All right. You ready? Um, yeah, let's get right in. So I <laughs> thought it was a little shady at the at the top part that Lauren said that Stephanie got together with Doug. Yeah. Because that implies they, like, hooked up. I think they did. Pro- um, sure, probably. As the episode went on, I think they did, and that's... We'll get into it later, but I think they did. Yeah, I do too, but, like, Lauren doesn't know that. I know. She's assuming facts, not in evidence. Yeah, and she said, I always stood up for Stephanie. Mm, sort of. You were more, you just didn't want to admit that other people were right about her. I don't know that that's necessarily coming to her defense. Anyway, anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Okay. We open and we are at the gym with Jared. Long time no see, buddy. Looking good, looking good. Yeah, looking good. Lauren's doing some punching exercises while Whitney just sits on the fucking floor. And... So Lauren tells Whitney that Steph and Doug went out to dinner and Jared says, whoa, the guy you dated? And Lauren says, yeah. What was weird about it is that she called Audrina and asked her about it. And it's been hard enough for me to trust Stephanie already. And Jared offers his opinion as a guy and says that, you know, that's shady and Stephanie really should have said something about it. And Whitney actually takes the more pro-female choice and said, well, I just hope she has an explanation. Whitney's a little more hopeful than Jared about it. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. Well, and I just thought it's so, like, these workout <laughs> scenes, like, Lauren is having a full conversation while hitting, like, the punching bag or, you know, punching with um, Jared. Like, you're not working hard enough if you can totally talk to Whitney. And I know Jared is their quote-unquote friend because, like, he went on a fake date with Whitney, but he's really overly involved in this whole situation <laughs> To be fair, he's our trainer. To be fair, though, they might see them several times a week. Yeah. He might know their ins and outs. But I would be like, let's work out, ladies. Let's let's quick off. Yeah, I agree with you on the working out thing. When my friend and I go to boot camp, all we can say to each other, because we're sweating and panting so hard, is like, holy shit, or get me lighter weights. You know? (laughs) 
So then we go to Fidham. We're really rounding out some of the old school spots in this episode, by the way. We are. And Fidham is where I started to notice um, some weird timeline inconsistencies because we established that we thought that last week's was like July. Or August. Maybe August. Yeah. Now they're back in school. So it's September for sure. Yeah, actually. But this episode aired September 29th. Right, but was it filmed the September before? No, this is a year old. Uh, Hills is popping them out quick. Yeah, I guess so. Well, by this point, it is manufactured from the jump, so yeah. maybe they could do it pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so we're at Fidham, and Stephanie compliments Lauren's bag, which I didn't see. Did you? I did. It was like a pink leather... Okay. Like a toty. I heard her say looking. it was pink, and yeah. that Lauren got it in Italy, but I didn't see what it yeah. was. Okay. Um... So then Lauren just dives right in with Stephanie and says, so I know that you went out with Doug. What are you doing? (laughs) And Stephanie says, um, well, uh, she's backpedaling. She seems nervous and says, well, he, he really took advantage and was trying to use me to get back at you. But you know, I, I'm not going to call him back. I, I deleted his number. And Lauren says, are you going to his barbecue tomorrow? And Stephanie says, well, yeah, (laughs) he, he invited me a while ago. And Lauren says, "Uh uh-huh. She said, well, before we hung out, but yeah, I'm going to go. It's very odd. It's really odd, and it doesn't make sense, and this is definitely, like, it's just so contrived (laughs) that Stephanie is, I mean, you're on TV, girl. Like, you know that Lauren's eventually going to see this and that you're a liar, so why would you do that? Well, also, wouldn't this be the opportunity to come clean when no one else is around and sobriety is happening? You know, you're sitting at school and just say, yeah, we had dinner. It was awkward. I'm sorry. I should have said something to you. Yeah. That, like, once you own up to it, she can be mad, but not to your face. I don't know. It's very odd. Um, so then we go to Ambiance, and the timeline again gets a little fuzzy here. Heidi and Holly are making cupcakes in the kitchen, because you can see the cupcake liners. And what does Holly say? She says, oh, I wanted to do this for your birthday. Right. Heidi's birthday is September 15th. Mm -hmm. So that's almost implying it's after Heidi's birthday. Oh, I thought it meant like her birthday was in the next few days when she was making cupcakes for her. But I mean, it could go either way. But I mean, again, like not a lot of time between filming and editing, which is the thing that, I mean, you can only do if a show is fake. Like if it's real and you have to sort through a shit ton of footage to create drama, there's no way you can do it in two, three weeks. But if you're orchestrating the entire thing, easy breezy. Yeah. So then Holly says she has another surprise for Heidi's birthday. And was there a knock at the door? I'm, yes. Okay, I assume so. And it's Heidi's mom! Darlene is in town! Yeah. Uh, they sit on the couch, you know, hugs all around. And <laughs> Heidi says, what do you want to do while you're here? Her mother says, spend time with you. And Heidi says, oh yeah? Question mark? No, she came to sit on the couch and watch you do things. What? Of course your parents come to visit to do things with you. What? I don't... Well, and also, it's weird for an adult parent to show up unannounced at your door. I mean... Yeah, I know. But then things get even weirder. And Heidi says, well, Spencer's here. Sort of like, as you can tell, Spencer lives here. And... Heidi's mom says, I know, I'm sort of surprised you didn't tell me. And Heidi says, well, I didn't want to tell you over the phone. (laughs) 
And Darlene says, you know, Hyde's, I must admit, I'm a little upset that I heard it from Holly that you two are living together. And I don't understand multiple things about this. First of all, Wait why minute, can't... Wait but there's also more. Hold on, let me get out these two more lines. And Heidi, and Heidi says, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to tell you over the phone. And her Darlene says she's upset. And she said it would have been nice to know ahead of time. And then someone says, yeah, but you would have hidden him. Why? Darlene said it. Yeah, why would Heidi have hidden him? Oh, I get what Darlene is saying. So Darlene is saying, you know that we don't like Spencer. And if I had told you I was coming in advance, and you would have made Spencer go stay somewhere else, so I wouldn't know you guys were living together. That's what she meant. Okay. So then what offends me about it is that back when they supposedly broke up and Spencer showed up in Crested Butte, they were living together. But then they weren't. Remember, they broke up. I know, but they were living together originally, and Heidi's mom knew that. Why is she offended the second time around? She made it seem like living together is the offense here, but they've already done that. Oh, I think it's because they hadn't seen Spencer be Spencer until the breakup. So I think that they had reservations about... I think they liked Spencer the first time around, and then when he went all psycho and showed up in Crested Butte and was a total weirdo, I think now they're saying, like, hey... Maybe step on the pump the brakes a little bit. And the fact that Heidi covered it up made it look weird, I suppose. Okay. All right. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, um, A, the thing about, like, I don't understand why you couldn't just call your mom on the phone and tell her. And B, um, I was a little surprised that Spencer wasn't going off on Holly. Yeah. Because Holly told the parents that they're living together. Yeah. Holly just stays in the kitchen and makes cupcakes. I mean, Spencer loves the yellow Holly for nothing. So this is something. For using his TiVo. Yeah. So I'm surprised he wasn't like, you bitch, I let you stay in my house and you like rat us out to your... I mean, like, that would have actually been deserved and it didn't happen. So I'm a little confused about that. Yeah. Agreed. So then Darlene looks at Spencer and says, I think the two of us should have lunch. And Spencer gives her that creepy smile he does where he looks like he wants to kill someone and says, I know some great lunch places. I hate that face. It creeps me out. Can you imagine? It's a scary TV face. Like if they have a daughter and like when she's dating age and the the guys that she's dating come over to pick her up and Spencer pulls that shit. Like I would just leave. I know. Fuck it. I don't want to date your daughter. You psychopath. I know. You're going to rip my face off. Yep. So then we go to Bella restaurant of yesteryear. Looks the same. It's good it to be back. Doug and Stephanie, they're having dinner, not having dinner. I don't know. We it established was very confusing because Doug, I thought, was drinking water. And then Stephanie says, like, do you want another drink? And he says, no, I'm done. So, I mean, because she showed up. I never saw any food. It seemed yeah. like he'd been there. Very weird. Very weird. Um, and then they are being shady as fuck. Both yeah. of them. Yeah. Both of them are being shady as fuck. Yeah. She says, what are we doing? Lauren knows about dinner. Doug says he'll have her back if it comes up. And we can hang out whenever we want. My business is my business. And then he says again, what are you doing after this? Uh-huh. And then, and this is where I think Doug may have invented Netflix and chill. Yes. Because he says, movie or DVD? And Stephanie says, DVD. Yeah. I think DVD night is the early Netflix and yeah. chill. Well, I mean, he get, comes from it naturally since his stepfather created the frozen burrito. So like, yeah. he does come from a long line of inventors. <laughs> yep. Um, and so then they immediately leave. Yeah. After Stephanie says DVD. I'm assuming to go home and fuck. Yes. So. Yes. That's what made me think they definitely hooked up. So then we go briefly to People's Revolution. It's stupid. 
She asked, Whitney asks Lauren if things are smoothed over with Stephanie. Lauren says they're fine. I've swept it under the rug. You should come to his pool party tomorrow. And Whitney says she's curious to meet him. And Lauren says, oh, you'll hate him. Yeah, which is funny. I think, I... I love that, though. It's accurate. By the way, I think it's funny that we're supposed to think that all this shit took place in the same day. I know. Fidem, Stephanie and Doug, and People's Revolution apparently all took place the day before the pool party. Lauren probably went to Italy before these things, like, in between when these things occurred. So then we go to Doug's house, and he's hanging out with Brody, and being such an asshole. Such a dick. Such a dick. Oh, my God. He is explaining the situation with Stephanie to Brody and completely making things up. Yep. Saying that Stephanie latched on to him and that he didn't really want to hang out with her and check out these text messages. She was texting me, come over late night, you know, and then he changes course and says, yeah, but Lauren broke up with me. So he's both defending himself and denying it. Yep. Which is very strange. And then he just redirects and says, well, I hope you don't make her cry again. And Brody goes, if she cries, she cries. Which is terrible because Doug specifically told Stephanie at this dinner, not dinner, that he would protect her. Yeah. He, uh, my note says dick plus liar equals Doug. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> horrible human He's being. being awful. Yeah. Ugh. So then we go to Bloom Cafe. Speaking of dicks. <laughs> oh my God. Spencer has lunch with Heidi's mom. Yeah. And so I didn't watch the mother-daughter experience. I did. You have a leg up there. Was any of this real? Her concern for Heidi's situation with Spencer? It seems, some of it seems genuine. Then the mother-daughter experiment, all of this Spencer stuff that came up, and it wasn't really Spencer stuff, it was more just like the plastic surgery stuff. Okay. Like, I was concerned because you went down this path and got all this plastic surgery, and then you became a different person, and like, I mean, Spencer really wasn't brought up much. It was more like Heidi, as an own entity, did all these things. Yeah. Okay. So, Darlene opens with, you know, Holly staying with them, and Spencer is really going after her mother in a way that makes made me physically uncomfortable. And he said, well, I think her intention is to, you know, get me out of there and just live with Heidi. And Darlene says, would that be such a bad thing? You know, why, why are you living together? Are you pressuring her? (laughs) Which is also really awkward. Actually, she's giving it right back to him. And Spencer says, well, you know what I love about Heidi is that she's not someone that needs to call her mom in Crested Butte for approval. He keeps saying Crested Butte. He's laying it on very thick about how far away she is. And Darlene says, well, I think you're very controlling. And he says, oh yeah, that's what you think from Crested Butte. And she said, you're being very uncomfortable and aggressive right now or something like that. And he says, I don't get uncomfortable, dear. I wonder if part of the, this is just coming to me, if part of the whole like Crested Butte, Crested Butte, Crested Butte thing was we have read recently that he said that some of the issues that were real with him and Heidi's family in the beginning was because Darlene was talking to Lauren and Lauren was feeding him maybe. all kinds of shit. Darlene was talking yeah. all kinds of shit. So maybe when he, when he's saying that he's implying like, cause you're hearing shit in Crested Butte from Lauren. Maybe. Like maybe that was the underlying. Do you think Lauren's still doing it now? Like at this point? No, but I think at that he's just referring was. to that still, you know, that's a good theory. I believe that. Um, anything else to say about Bloom Cafe? Um, well, no, I just love that when she, um, 
called him condescending and rude, and I would have added psychopath to it because yeah. he came off like a condescending rude psychopath. Like he it was really terrifying. Did. Yeah. So then we go to Doug's pool party. The gang is all here. You know, they do one of those montage scenes where everybody's kind of around the pool doing various things, having a good time. Lauren and Whitney are getting wasted and catty kind of over in the corner. Loved every second of it. They look over and they see Brody, Frankie, and Doug like standing near the chips. Yeah. And Lauren says, how gross is it that I've kissed two of three of them? (laughs) And Whitney starts laughing and says, I was just thinking that. That is gross. (laughs) So then the girls are sitting on the side of the pool and they agree that it's getting very hot. And Whitney, as she says, maybe we should go inside for a minute. Doug cannonballs into the pool and splashes water all over her and Lauren. All over them. Yeah. And I agree with Whitney. It's not funny. (laughs) She's wearing a dress. She's not even wearing a bathing suit. Yeah. I wouldn't, I'm not down with that. Lauren at least had a bathing suit on under that bizarre cover up she was wearing. Um, yeah, I'm with them, especially, I mean, it wasn't much of a big deal back then, but now with like everyone having technology, like you could short out someone's phone, like ruin their clothes, like it's Have not to cute. pay for it. Yeah. yeah. I know. So then someone gives Whitney a towel and as she's telling off, Doug runs over soaking wet and said like, he says, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and he says like, that's just how I am. And Whitney says, well, I don't even know you and I don't want to. <laughs> Which was awesome. I put a giant heart next to it in my notes. That was laugh out loud funny. That's the best line ever. I don't know you and I don't really want to. Yeah. Yeah. So then Brody is like a shark that smells blood in the water and he sees innocent little Stephanie on a lounge chair and just goes for the kill. Well, but can we also talk about like, why did Stephanie want to go to this party? Because she's not hanging out with Lauren and Whitney and Audrina. Nope. She's not. In fact, she's not hanging out with anybody. Like she's hanging out by herself. So, Andrina was sitting near her. Yeah, that's about but like, it. why would you even want to come to a party where the only person you know is the guy that you're secretly banging, allegedly, behind everyone's back <laughs> like, and trying to keep it a secret? Like, And you can't put it in the open. Yeah, not a stellar plan. Yeah, I don't know. So then <laughs> Brody says, you know, I know about you and Doug. Like, really putting her on the witness stand here. And he goes, Doug's one of my best friends. Since when, Brody? I'm sick of them tossing around best friends. Yeah, it's You annoying. know who my best friends are and how long we've known each other? Decades. Decades. Well, to be fair, they've known each other for multiple weeks <laughs> at this point. <laughs> they have had some beers together. You know who my best friends are? Whoever the producers tell me they are. Yeah, good point. Um, so I didn't really take very accurate notes on this scene because with Brody and Stephanie because they don't care. But it ends with Brody saying, yeah, right. Stephanie's doing the same thing Doug is doing. She's being defensive and denying it at the same time. Yeah, it's just the same <laughs> cycle of, like, I didn't do anything wrong, but I'm not doing that. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. so stupid. Yeah. So then we go back to Lauren and Whitney, just watching things from afar in what is the best part of the episode, in my opinion. And Whitney has some compassion and says, why would Brody talk to her right now? That's so inappropriate. Agreed. A pool party is really not the place for that. And then Lauren... <laughs> Lauren's getting tipsy and I I really miss and love tipsy Lauren. And she says, if you leave your, you're bringing me, right? I didn't drive here. She said, screw it. I'll walk. I may be wearing a sheer dress, but I'll walk down sunset Boulevard in it. (laughs) She's like, I live just right down there. It took me like an hour. Yep. (laughs) The party does look that painful. I'm with her. Yeah. I mean, I would walk. And how is this a party? There was like no music. 
I didn't see other than like some chips and Bud Light. Like, I mean, it was not much of a party. And they all have it's their own pools. It's a party that a straight dude planned. I guess. But they all have their own pools. So it's not even like we need to go to Doug's pool. And quite frankly, I think Lauren's pool is nicer than Doug's pool. He had a cool view. He had a cool view, yes. But like Lauren has a grass and a yard and I don't yeah. know, it's just dumb. So call me crazy. This is a real deep cut. I think I've seen Doug's house before on another show. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, do you know what show or it just looks familiar? The real L word. Oh. So the interesting thing about that, though, is that it might just be a house in the Hollywood Hills that has like a cement pool. But to me, like the view and the guardrail looked similar, too. So it could just be the same construction company or the next door neighbor's house or whatever. But something about it reminded me of a pool party scene on the real L word. Or it's a house that production uses for filming. Right. I wonder if they had similar production companies. Possible. I mean, it's like that stupid house that um, that dumb logo show Prince Charming used also was used for the Bad Girls Club. And also it's been used for like, yeah. I think it also was Marriage Bootcamp. Like it's been used for like five reality shows. Okay. So maybe this is just you know, people who rent their house out. Hmm. Maybe I'll go back and scope it out. Yeah. Okay. So then we go to Tart. Is that what it was called? Yep. <clears throat> and Heidi is having tea with her mother. Mm-hmm. And we get more, I don't get why you didn't tell me you and Spencer were living together. I want to make my own decisions. It sounds to me like you're taking orders from Spencer. (laughs) And then Spencer was rude. I'm sorry, what'd he say? I want more respect. (laughs) Well, I also thought it was interesting that um, Heidi said that she was having enough trouble balancing between Spencer and Holly to throw her mom into the mix. And I honestly wrote, I completely forgot Holly still lived there. <laughs> you mean, forgot from cupcakes until now? Well, I thought Holly was just over because Spencer hasn't been having a fit. Like, I feel like the storyline of we want Holly out of the house has been gone for a couple episodes now. So I thought maybe Holly just fucking moved. She went back to her apartment downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> or they went back to their apartment downstairs. And yeah. She stayed in her apartment. Or they drove home to where they actually live. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and is Darlene staying there as well now? I have no idea. And they didn't cover that. She didn't have any luggage. She's staying in whoever's apartment has the spare fucking bedroom. Yeah. The hallway wasn't there today. No. And I didn't see the video games. I saw the jellyfish tank, but no video games. <sighs> I, know. I will <laughs> never figure it out. I tried. So I looked for every screen grab of their apartment, even took some new ones. And I, I just don't understand. I know. It's a black hole. I don't have anything else to say about this tea. Oh, no, I do. I have a few more notes. <laughs> uh, what I do, too. Um, I, Dar- Heidi says, I feel like you're judging me. And, and Darlene <laughs> says, and this is a favorite comment of Darlene's that I've heard many times throughout the years, including Marriage Boot Camp, which is, we never used to argue like this. Well, yes, part of that, I'm sure, is Spencer. But you know what else, Darlene? It's also, and I'm usually team Darlene, but it's also, Heidi's now a young adult. Like, she's 22 years old. Like, yes, maybe you didn't argue like this when she was a kid, but she's now a grown woman living on her own, and you're not always going to see eye to eye. Well, they're hardly arguing. They're having, like, a weird conversation, and Heidi's saying, well, I'm going to keep doing this, and that's that. Well, I mean, what we're seeing on camera, who knows what was allegedly going on behind the scenes, but... yeah. But it's not like they're screaming at each other over tea. No. You know? No, 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 no. Not she's, at all. She's saying she's hurt that Heidi didn't tell her, and Heidi said, you know, sorry, but I'm not going to change it. And yeah, I don't know. And then Darlene starts crying. Um, of course. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're related to Spencer and Heidi, <laughs> and they make you cry. <laughs> 
All right. You ready to go back to the pool party? I sure am. Okay. So the pool party has moved inside at this point onto Doug's hideous leather sectional man cave type couch. Yep. Sorry. It probably has like a cooler drawer and some cup holders. I'm sure it does. It's like Sheena and Shay's couch. <laughs> <laughs> and they put him on blast for going out with Stephanie. And the defense deny game gets even higher. And he says that Stephanie was like a lost puppy and he wants nothing to do with her. He didn't try to date her. Meanwhile, Stephanie is listening from the bedroom down the hall, which is really sad, actually. And her response seemed... But, and do we, do we, do we think she was really listening? Do I don't really know. think she could hear everything they were saying. Her sadness looked real. But none of this is real. So. I know. <laughs> Maybe Stephanie's the best actress on the show now. Maybe. Could be. I don't I know. I mean, we saw uh, Lauren and Audrina cry and cry and cry. And that was, we've been told a hundred times none of that was real. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so Stephanie's presumably overhearing. Yes. And Lauren says, you know, Doug, for well, you're missing the best part. I, w- I was waiting for when Lauren goes back to the bedroom, because oh, okay. that's when I saw it. Fair enough. So, <laughs> Lauren says, you know, for someone who did nothing wrong, you've spent a long time defending it. Which, she's right. You know, if Doug really doesn't see a problem with it, what's he getting so heated for? <coughs> Excuse me. So then, they start debating the details of their dating. And if they went out in public or not, and things like that. Which is actually just really rude and none of their business. However, if Doug just came clean, it would be a lot easier. But they're also, they're diving in a way that they don't need to. They already know. The offense has been committed. It doesn't matter where it was. So they debate whether or not it was dinner or coffee or two dinners. And then Doug says, you're my ex-fling. I mean, what is this? Which, point for Doug, actually. Fair enough. And then Lauren is like, I don't need this, and like stomps off. Yeah, she says, that's my cue to leave. Um, you're like, also, she's offended that she was called that. And you're also missing that Brody um, said, which I'm sure is a very big insult in Brody's world to Doug, um, you lied to the homies. Oh, yeah. I did miss that. Yeah. Um, so then, Lauren goes back to the bedroom, or maybe to grab her purse or something like that. And I think she went to go look for Stephanie. Okay. I don't know, though. She, whatever. It doesn't matter. And that's when we saw it. <laughs> I feel like you should describe what it is. Well, don't worry. Actually, we took a photo because actually I saw it when Stephanie went into the room. Oh, sorry. Um, and then it's prominently featured throughout the conversation. Yeah. Um, and what I didn't tell you at the time, which makes it a little more funny for me is so it's a, um, (laughs) pencil drawing of (laughs) Doug, of his face, uh, like a, from profile up, like chest up, kind of like if someone had drawn it from maybe his... A bust, yeah. Kind of like someone have drawn it from his, like, high school picture. Yearbook picture. Um, But, as hilarious as it is, uh, my family Mm -hmm. on the upstairs hallway um, has pictures not only of my father and stepmother drawn just like that, but also (laughs) my three youngest siblings. Yep. And they are just as hilarious. This is where I thought you were going to tell me, I have one of myself, it's in the back. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. I do not have one, but my three youngest siblings have my back. And what, the, the ones of my siblings were from, they were young. Yeah. Like, middle school, elementary school Right. Age. And to be fair, Doug is attractive, but... 
It should be like at his parents' house. Yes. <laughs> or yes. his grandparents' Not house. Not hanging in his bedroom. No. And his shrine. Because there was also, did you see the picture of him in his baseball uniform? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a shrine to himself. Yeah. Celebrities are into that, though. Yeah. Like, Kim, Kim and Croy, all the photos of them, and her half naked, like, hanging in their house. Oh, one of the best things I've ever seen. And, and the Kardashians about do it that, too, right? All the time. A hundred years ago, I was friends with this girl who was the stepdaughter of Barbara Harrison, who was a local news anchor, Channel 4. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> when she and her father got married, like, my friend lived with them briefly, and so I would go over there a lot. And in Barbara's bedroom, she has one of those, like, giant mega bedrooms where you have, like, a bedroom and, like, a separate dressing room and, like, uh, the whole deal, right? A suite. In her dressing room in the bedroom suite, um, she has a settee. And behind the settee are all of her local Emmys. And above that is, I would guess, probably a 5 by 10 portrait of her laying in repose in, like, a nightie. Like a negligee. Nice. Yeah. But, like, bigger than human size. Yeah. Amazing. Another favorite tidbit (laughs) related. (laughs) So you know how pretty much every female celebrity under the sun has dated Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod? Yeah. Now Jennifer Lopez is? Apparently in A-Rod's, like, New York penthouse when he was still a Yankee, there is a ginormous portrait of him as a centaur. Nice. Now, see, that I could get behind. <laughs> like, if someone will paint a portrait of me as a centaur, I would, like, put it on the whole wall. Well, I could Photoshop that for you for your next birthday. <laughs> like, I can totally get behind that. But I want you to have that hat on and your glasses. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Doug has a picture of himself. Yeah. And Lauren goes to check on Stephanie. And she's crying. And she's crying because she says that Doug and Brody are really out to fuck her over with Lauren. Like it's a big plot against her. And she said she'll never come around when the group is assembled again. That kind of thing. And Lauren says, you know, you shouldn't have done what you did, but it's fine. I mean, you already talked her through it a few days ago. Shouldn't you be making her feel better now? Well, this whole conversation, I didn't understand it at all. Because in the beginning, it seemed like she was compassionate towards Stephanie for having to hear all of that. And, like, you know, Stephanie is the only one being attacked. And wiped her tears. Yes. And then, I don't even get how it happens. Lauren stomps off in a huff. Yeah. Like, what caused that? Because nothing that I heard in the conversation, because she's like, Stephanie, come on. And then she just, like, le- I'm like, what? Because Stephanie starts to lie again. She starts saying, like, you know, I, I never texted him. He he reached out to me, and she keeps backpedaling. And Lauren says, Steph, stop. I think she gets annoyed all over again. It's like, the jig is up. You're crying over it. Just let it go. And instead, she breezes by like a diva. Now, because <clears throat> I don't think any of this is true, it's a moot point. But what do we think? Do we think that Stephanie was blowing up Doug's grill? Because Brody said he saw the text messages from her, mm-hmm. but I, I never had a BlackBerry. Can you delete messages? Like on my phone now, I could totally delete my messages from a message conversation and make it look like someone was blowing up my phone. Oh, I'm a weirdo and I clear out my messages like once a week. I just don't, I feel like they slow down my phone. My phone's old though. No, 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 no. But I mean like I can, so say you and I had a message, I can go through our conversation and delete specific messages that oh. make it look like you texted me 10 times so I never replied. Oh. But I don't know if you could do that with a Blackberry. With the media, I don't know either. Because I never had a Blackberry. Yeah, no. I don't know. That's a good question. 
Because if you can't, then obviously there's concrete proof that Stephanie was the one blowing up Doug's phone and not responding. But if Doug had deleted his part of the conversation... What I think happened is that they both blew up each other's phones. Yeah. I mean, given the way he behaved at Bella and said, you know, movie or DVD, they hit it a few times. They hit it and then hit it. Oh, wait, you know what? Didn't... I wonder if BBM, like when I had my sidekick... It wasn't like a conversation. Every little envelope you had to open to read the conversation. So it wasn't like a fluid conversation like you have now with an iPhone or an Android. Mm. So he could easily have just opened the one text and been like, see, see, see. So I I think Doug was being shady. Well, also, so if they didn't hook up and, you know, say, why was he being defensive and denying it at the same time? It doesn't make sense. If there was nothing to tell, oh, there would have no. been nothing to tell. I entirely think he hooks up, and I don't think that, like, you know, just like Brody said, like, Doug's being a guy, guys, you guys. I don't think he's going to turn down, like, free Pratt Punani. No. But, like, I was trying to figure out if it was her constantly messaging him late at night and being like, hey, let's hang, and him running over to her, or if he was messaging her late at night just as much as she was messaging him. I, I don't know. My tendency to think is to think Stephanie was a little desperate, but I bet Doug reached out to her first. Yeah. That's my guess. He seems a little, like, sleazy. He seems completely sleazy now. And I, and I love Stephanie, but I can see where, from a straight dude's perspective, she's kind of an easy target. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. But, so, Stephanie cries and says, I'm so sorry. Lauren stomps by her, and then we hear Dashboard Confessional. We just sure to, do. Just to lay on the emotion. So, and that's where we end. So then we'll see everyone in two weeks. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. We'll see all of you in two weeks. Well, we didn't get scenes from the next. Sorry. Oh yeah. We didn't get any because whoever (laughs) I stole the stream from didn't, they must've like uploaded it from old Hulu and that's why it doesn't have the scenes from the next. Yeah. I'm guessing there's some more fake shit. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go with that too. (laughs) Sounds good. Have a good week. Bye guys. And that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at frankly mayor b and if you have any comments or questions you can email us at frankly mayor b at gmail.com you can find me personally on instagram and twitter at nana's mink and you can find me on twitter and instagram at hey it's mayor b thank you all for listening we appreciate it we'd love it if you could go to itunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe until next time <laughs>